From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, July 27th. I'm Alicia Bales. We've been seeing a lot of people with COVID. I'm sure a lot of the listeners don't need to be told that as there are fairly high numbers in our community throughout the county and throughout the state, really, and nationwide as well. COVID-19 is still here in Mendocino County, and numbers of cases are up due to the highly transmissible BA5 variant. Here's local emergency room physician Dr. Drew Colfax with a local coronavirus update. We aren't seeing a lot of hospitalization for COVID. The prevalence is pretty high, so there are a fair number of people who are hospitalized who happen to have COVID, um, but are being admitted to the hospital for other conditions. Uh, But we're not seeing very many um, significantly sick people requiring hospitalization for COVID, which I think reflects sort of the multifactorial sort of explanation. One is, you know, a fairly high percentage, not as high as I would like to see, uh, but a fairly high percentage of us are now vaccinated and a significant number of us are boosted, although that still is a uh, rather lagging treatment. But what we are seeing is enough people have been exposed to COVID and have had COVID uh, that they have some component of natural immunity. So if you combine those two things, the induced vaccine immunity and the natural immunity, um, the number of us who are truly completely naive to COVID is really quite low. Additionally, from what we can tell, the BA5 um, variant that is currently here seems to just simply produce a less severe illness. So I think if we put all those things together, it might account for why hospitalization rates are quite low, uh, whereas the community transmission rates are still very high. Another factor keeping people out of the hospital is the prevalence of COVID treatments, such as Paxlovid, which has recently become even more accessible. Dr. Colfax says pharmacists are now able to distribute Paxlovid directly to patients without a doctor's prescription when they present a positive test. Looking at local COVID infection rates, Dr. Colfax says the numbers are a gross undercount due to the availability of home tests that don't generally get reported to the county or state databanks. With that caveat, our numbers are reported to be about 40 cases a day coming out of this county, maybe a little bit less now, but that's a lot. So, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, pretty big numbers, and I think we could probably multiply that by uh, two or three or four or five to reflect the actual uh, incidence of COVID in this county. And so that then begs the question as to what we should be doing and, you know, no, nobody's going to be surprised to hear me say that, the, you know, the tune remains the same. Um, masking has really sort of fallen away. Um, there are no real mask mandates of any sort any longer. Um, but boy, if I were going indoors, I would recommend wearing a mask um, right now. This is just still here, it's still amongst us, and it's really readily transmissible The duration of exposure, I think, is probably much less than the 15 minutes. The distancing, the six-foot rule, I think probably could be doubled or even tripled. And while outdoor activities are certainly much safer, um, the degree of safety, I think, has been attenuated um, by this increase in transmissibility. BA5 has similar symptoms as the other variants? Yeah, it's really, it's not different in any significant aspect other than the fact that I haven't seen a lot of 
really sick patients. And it's still a nasty illness. It makes people pretty unhappy. For most people, the symptoms are kind of flu-like in nature. So headaches, cough, some GI symptoms, fatigue, chest pain is not unusual at all. And, you know, other diffuse symptoms are still present and accounted for. Loss of taste, loss of smell, uh, rashes, sort of vague things. This week, Mendocino County Department of Public Health has reported eight deaths from COVID-19 since May. All but three were 85 or older. Dr. Colfax observed that COVID deaths disproportionately affect the elderly among us, which he says has been the trend throughout the entire pandemic. Nationally, 400 people per day are still dying of COVID, and although this is 20% of the deaths during the peak of the Omicron surge, it still makes COVID one of the top four causes of death in the U.S. Okay, most important question, though. Do we need to get back on for live call-ins? Are we in that kind of a situation? Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how much is um, new um, in terms of affecting one's choices about managing risk uh, around COVID. The numbers are high. It is transmissible. But I think most of our listeners know how to control that risk. So whether there are a lot of open questions as to new questions as to how to manage risks around this, I can't imagine that there are that many. Um, I can anticipate a lot of questions that people might have being, is it safe for me to do X, Y, or Z? And the answer is really going to depend on one's age, one's um, comorbidities, or one's COVID risk factors, if you will, which are still the same, and one's willingness to take on this risk. Um, you know, obviously, we can't continue to go on in the sort of lockdown mode that we were for the first year. I think nobody is entertaining the notion that we do. But caution, um, particularly for people who are 50 or older or 60 or 70 or older, is certainly the um, the best approach during, you know, the next month or two. And then, you know, we'll probably see another COVID surge again this fall and early winter. That was Dr. Drew Colfax with a local coronavirus update. For KZYX, I'm Alicia Bales. For all our local stories with photos and more, please visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.